Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, it is time once again for the world-famous Ben and Skin Show live and direct from the Pluckers in Allen. You know the drill. We do uh, every Thursday at a different Pluckers, and we're in my backyard today, baby. I'm Jeff Skin Wade. He is KT Fun Tweets. We got Shippy back at the station. And we are ready to do this. Big Ben is out today. His lovely, and I do mean lovely, mm. wife cat had, uh, that's not for you to do, Jonathan. Sorry. Had, uh, that's for, it's for KT to do. Yep. She had hip surgery this morning, and by all accounts, yeah, it was did. very successful, which goes to prove that no matter what happens, a surgeon will never walk out of a room and th- say things went poorly. I mean, how could he know? <laughs> like, yeah. she hadn't walked around on it yet. But, oh, my God, this hip surgery, I tore it up, boys. <laughs> So, uh, but anyways, good reports from uh, Ben. That's very positive. Uh, so, uh, but anyways, Ben's out today. Me and KT holding down the fort. And Plucker's Lunch is where it's at. So incredible. We want you to come out today. Me and KT are going to feast. And uh, we want you to feast with us. Uh, Tizzle, I'm assuming that you uh, got a chance to watch a little sports action last night. Maybe some World Series. Maybe some Mavs. What were you doing? Had the Cowboy Happy Hour. Oh, who'd, uh, you, who'd you have? Roy and uh, Barry Church and right. Mickey and Rob Phillips, of course. But uh, Barry Church was great, man. Now, he was telling some good stories about you know defenses getting turnovers and things like that. Uh, he was awesome. It was great to hang out with Barry. Did he tell the story about the time that Kirk Cousins threw the ball directly into his stomach during that Redskins-Cowboys game for him to get the interception? He didn't. I should have brought that up. Um, was that between 10 and 2 p.m. when that happened? I don't he remember. He also thought two first-rounders was a little rich for Jalen Ramsey. Oh. Oh, yeah. and that's his teammate. Yeah. Bro, thanks for cutting the audio and bringing that to Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. Good job. Um, Shippy, can you listen to last night's cap, uh, Cowboy Happy Couldn't even happy tell hour? you when it happened. It all kind of ran together. Was but it yeah, it's not like it was some shocking thing. I'm going to start listening just, right now. Thanks. It's more of just yep. a note that I told you that's what the audio was. You know, he wasn't saying he was a bad player. He was just like, man, two first. That's are you a lot telling me this player. right now like we're on air, or are you assuming that we've been knocked off? Then I went home, and then I, I watched, uh, you know, the, the World Series had gotten out of hand by the time, you know, I'd gotten home. The Nationals started pouring it on them, so I had, I told you the Astros suck. I'd been telling you that yeah. for quite a while. So I DVR'd the Mavs and just kind of started skimming through the Mavs and skipping ahead a little bit. Is your um, – your, uh, I consider you to be a realist, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, is your sense that the, the sports Metroplex is on board with what's happening down at the AAC? Not the Stars, but the Mavs. Do you get the sense that they, they're into this or – there is pumped. I mean, I'm a basketball guy, so I'm going to be foaming at the mouth. So don't compare it to to my sensibilities. But do you think your average sports fan is excited about what's happening with the Mavs? See, average sports fan meaning fans that don't have the Mavs as like their favorite sport. Absolutely. I mean, you're just your, or, or is their favorite team. You if know? we pull up our the, Mavs, we got a lot of people that follow are diehard Mavs fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying uh, the people that text in at eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. That's the Auto Flex Leasing Fan Text. I would love to check your Maverick temperature right now out there and see how excited you are. I mean, 
people that tweet to me about the Mavericks, well, you know, I'm narrow casting. That is, those are my people, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not talking about those folks. I'm talking about like the guy that, you know, he follows his college team more passionately and hates every other college. He watches at least two games on an NFL Sunday, probably a Cowboy game. Mm-hmm. He probably is paying attention to the World Series, but he's not going to watch the whole game because yep. his team's not in it. So that's like, to me, your average sports yeah, fan. Yeah, might catch a Stars game here and there. Maybe. Right, and then go, oh, my God, I Hell thought yeah. we were going to be good this year. Um, you know, I, I think Who's that Calgary? I haven't sensed it any more than usual Canada? for, like, opening night. And I think we will, if they get off to a good start very quickly. But I think in general that – It always tends to happen right when the Cowboys end. Dude. that's when you go, oh, yeah, now we're, you know. No, you're right. You're dead right. And I I think I said this during the course of the summer, like right after free agency. I said, our Dallas Cowboys listening audience is going to look up in late November and go, oh, my God, the Mavericks are doing what? I guess what I say is the average sports fan, are they going to be geared up for a 6 uh, p.m. tip-off time on Sunday, or are they going to be catching the end of the late NFL games and then getting ready for Rodgers and Mahomes? They will not know that the Mavs and Blazers are playing Sunday at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest. You can catch the pregame show starting at 5.30, Kevin. Maybe you can have Red Zone up on the side, though, where you can kind of watch some of the end of those late games. So I've been in a lot of NFL Sundays while doing a Mav game, and it's pretty fun because people all around you, like even sometimes a coach will walk by and go, what's going on in the Redskins game? I mean, it's it's the NFL, dude. The Redskins. (laughs) Uh, There's people on the staff that love the Redskins. But uh, but it's fun because when there's NFL Sunday going on and you're sitting there in game 13 of the NBA season or whatever, people are super dialed in. But I, I'm very bullish on the team. I think they're a playoff caliber team, and we haven't had that in, in a long time. Well, maybe I was wrong on my assessment of this. A couple texts I'll read to you. One okay. guy says on the Autoflux 16 fan text, he says, um, hey, I'm not even a Mavs fan, but I tuned in to see uh, Luka and KP last night. Oh, that's great. Because the other thing, too, dude, the, not only are the Wizards not a draw, this Wizards team sucks. Did you see who they started They're last so night? Yeah. Dude, I'm not joking. It was a G League team. It was three G League guys, a career backup point guard that can't shoot, and Bradley Beal. And then can you imagine... If that's the starting lineup, what the reserves are like. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I'm sorry. I'm calling their rookie from Gonzaga, Rui Hakamura. He's not a G League player. He was a late lottery pick, but he has no business starting in an NBA game. I thought it was wild that Hibachi got called for a foul. It's not Hibachi. Hibachi. It's, uh, Hamichura, Chimichura? What were we it's calling Chimichura. him? We are calling him Chimichura back in uh, Wait, in they college. Had a, they had a backup point guard whose name was Chorizo. Jimmy Chonga sounds <laughs> pretty so good. good. Yeah. 14 seconds into the game, he got called for his first NBA foul, and he is already cussing out the ref. <laughs> I was like, man, oh, this, is the, this is the chimichurra I know from college, from the Final Four. By the way, while we're at it, pumping up the Metroplex, the great Drew Timmy of Pierce High School is going to be getting huge minutes for Gonzaga this year as a freshman. What do you got there? A lot of good oh. feedback from people in the Autoflex. Hey, JJ. Yep. Waiting on the Mavs and – you know how much the Mavs did have has their attention compared to other things. Did you guys yep. see they won? None better than this one. It's not helpful. None better than this one from the two on two. Kevin Turner sends me the tapes if the horse girl. (laughs) I think that is exactly the way we needed to start this show. What does that mean? Coming up next, an irate bye week Jason Garrett shouts at the media. We'll bring you live coverage of that live from the star next. But call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So uh, let's get right into the other big action of last night and everything that's related to it. World Series MLB. But let's start with a hiring, KT because uh, somebody that's been a big part of the Rangers organization is moving on. The San Diego Padres have hired uh, Jace Tingler of the Rangers. Uh, Jace Tingler, not Jace Tingler, Jace Tingler. Um, is, uh, he and Ron Washington were the finalists for that job. Wow. And Jace got the job. Now, obviously, I'm assuming A.J. Preller was doing the hiring. Absolutely. Yeah. A.J. Preller, the GM, kind of handling things. For our listeners that don't know, and uh, basically John Daniels' college roommate was A.J. Preller, and A.J. is the one that got J.D. into this. Like, A.J. was just maniacal about – you know, tracking Major League Baseball. They're doing it from their dorm room. J.D. Hey, was going to go into the financial sector, and AJ, A.J. was the one who pulled him really into that. And then when J.D. got the job, uh, you know, Tom Hicks hired him to be the GM. Then he brought in Thad Levine and A.J. I think they knew Thad from the Colorado organization. But just to show you how talented all three of those guys are, Thad is your general manager in Minnesota, and uh-huh. A.J. is your general manager in San Diego. And that could be part of the problem when the Rangers kind of fell off a little bit there. You lost oh, some really good valid. baseball minds there. A.J., uh, I'm sorry, a- yeah, Preller is famously the guy. I mean, I'm sure we're, like, making this more mythology than anything. But as the story goes, A.J. is walking through the outfield looking at the throwing motion of outfielder prospect Agondo going, we need to turn that guy into a utility pitcher that can do a little bit of everything. We make him a setup guy. Yeah. I mean, by watching his throwing motion in the outfield. So uh, he certainly has a great baseball mind, I'd say. Well, a lot of people in San Diego, these Padres fans on Twitter, from what I can see, are going, who is Jace Tingler? Right. Um, but Jace is a very uh, highly thought of individual. We've actually known him a little bit. Yeah, we've hung out with him. He's an awesome bit. dude to hang out with. Um, and coaching and front office experience. Coaching both. and front office, and he yeah. played a little too. Yeah. He's got that. So yeah. he's got a little bit of everything. And, you know, in the modern day baseball where it's going and you're incorporating personalities, egos, analytics, traditionalists, you're, you're kind of combining all of that stuff. And trying to find a way to make it work. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, along with medical issues as well, I think. Right, right. And uh, we might talk load management with pitchers and sure. some players and things like that. It's a lot of stuff to balance. And I think, uh, I think Jace is very qualified because he's got all that, you know, background of doing a little bit of everything. I think it's a big loss for the Rangers. I do too. Um, we'll see what, you know, Woody brings into or JD brings in or whoever to kind of, kind of fix that, that uh, spot, that void. So Joe Madden goes to the Angels. Okay, hold on. I want to say one quick thing, too, uh, because I like your point about synthesizing all these different aspects of modern baseball. If you didn't know Jace and you had, like, a 15-minute conversation with him and you just were doing a blanket perception, you would leave thinking he was way more jock than than number guy. Absolutely. He's a jock. Yeah. Uh, But he's a jock that's open-minded to all the different aspects of modern baseball. But you're right. He's a loss, and I really do like that guy. Yeah, and he's now uh, managing a team, like, in winter ball. Like, so 
You know, I, I think it's interesting that the yeah the, the, a job for him also he knew AJ Pro or something yeah. a lot of things like that. I think is I think both of his parents were coaches too. Like I think maybe his mom's like a legendary basketball coach in the state of Kansas. Yeah, so he played. He went to the University of Mizzou, Shippy. Uh, he was oh, a college my player. Man. He was actually all Big Twelve in 03. In your face, John. Blue Jays uh, took him in the tenth round of the 03 draft. And then the Rangers took him in the Rule 5 draft in 05. So Seriously, Tingles went to Mizzou? Yep, Tinkler. Jace Tingler. Tingles. I uh, Tingles. So he gets the job there. So that, that's a that's an interesting thing. So Joe Madden goes to the Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love. I have him. one of David, the most best offense I, in Madden history. I hate that he's going to the Angels. I do too. I don't like I mean, that. I like the fact that they had Sosha propped up there for about a decade, and he had been mailing it in. They gave up on Osmus real quick, didn't they? Yeah. And then uh, David Ross goes to the Cubs. Today, Shippy's best friend, Joe Girardi, hired by the Phillies. So oh they fire the very likable Gabe Kapler and hire the very unlikable Joe Girardi. <laughs> I hate that guy. Why does Shippy hate that guy? Because the big rain delay and Shippy was running the ball. Oh. There was three years ago when I still ran Ranger games, Joe Girardi came out and insisted on having a rain delay, and I was here until approximately 3.30 slash 4 in the morning and back the next day. So I just unleashed a lot of, like, not t- terrible things that I wished upon him, but just, like, really annoying, like, kind of nagging things. So, I remember that great uh, God, post-game call that Sandler took where that guy goes, in three years, will Shippy still be running the board for Ranger games? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in three sa- years, will Cole Hamels be an ace? Saturday at um, Texas Live for Faniversary. Hell Chris- yes, it's on, dudes. Chris Woodward will be there. He'll do an interview, but he'll also have a, a Q&A area as well uh, from 2 to 2.15. So hopefully Jared and RJ ask Woody about how they plan to fill the void that Jace Tingle has. Now, last night, Skin, game two, I know you were well, at- Hold on a second. Though. Yes, I want to circle back there on uh, Faniversary right quick because yeah. it's really good timing with, like you mentioned, of course, Willie Calhoun's going to be there, Chris Woodward. Are, are we uh, sitting on the roundtable information? Like, is it top secret stuff that we're not letting the the Tolo know yet? I don't think so. I think it's I think it's fair game. I All hope right. not. Well, I put it out yesterday on my Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, there is it's on Shippy. Oh. If, if not, yeah, there is. Uh, this is going to be really, really good because we're representing all the different sports here. But if you look at the way that this thing lines up. I am roundtabling with Fish and Shippy, and we have Jalen Smith, Willie Calhoun together. That is going to be spectacular. And then Ed Belford and Craig Ludwig. How about that? Yeah. I wonder if the Hockey Hawk will jump on the roundtable for that. Uh, yeah, oh. po- quite possibly. He's doing the uh, Q&A, I know, with Shippy. Shippy might actually have to jump out of that roundtable. He's going to do the Q&A. Yeah, I'm going to have uh, to leave for a minute, Skin. Sorry. And, That's okay. So there's going to be a Q&A area as well. Me and, and Fish will debate the franchise tag. The roundtable area will be you in send the, me that uh, podcast? Miller Tavern. Oh, man, uh, Miller, Miller Tavern. It's great. Great spot there, Texas Live. It's noon to four. Named so after Reggie Miller. Hopefully see all you guys on Saturday. Now, last night, the Astros lose. Astros lose. Astros lose. Hey, high five, dude. I'm pumped. I'm pumped about that, man. F them. Uh, and, they got, and they got dominated. Um, <laughs> in fact, the, the Nationals ran up the score on them, which is pretty wild. So game three will be tomorrow night. Uh, Anibal Sanchez will go for the Nationals. Verlander he goes taking up the ball against Zach Greinke. Oh, Verlander pitched last night, did Verlander he? pitched last night. And he night. got destroyed. Sorry, uh, I was at a Mav game. Yeah, no, I, I know you're not like, all the way locked in, and trust me, I'm not either. Um, you know, if it's not a Ranger game, 
just to watch a four-hour baseball game is asking a lot of me when there's other sports on. Right. So, you know, but I, luckily I have two tiny screens, and I can kind of kind of make it work. But That's a weird brag. It's been fun, and I, I do love it that the Nationals went into Houston and dunked on them and got those wins in Houston. What's up? My question for you, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later. We have some Ranger questions a little bit later. We haven't mm-hmm. talked Rangers in a while on the show. Um, does the winner of this World Series impact – or the loser of this World Series, does that impact anything that Anthony Rendon or Garrett Cole would do when it comes to free agency? Okay, so Bassick's opinion, and I don't know if he's updated this, but about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, I heard him on the air saying, man, they're not going to let Rendon go. Like, he's just too important to they them. I think they let Bryce Harper go. I'm just saying, like, it, it's going to be Anthony Rendon's choice is what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, but – and you're right, he – He's just going to go wherever the most money is. It's very rare. I think the personality matters. The personality matters. I mean, do we, have we heard any stories about him being unhappy there? It's rare that you win a World Series and go, all right, I got to get out of here, uh, you know, and so if, you, if, unless the money is jacked you're up. You're telling me that Richmond, Texas native Anthony Rendon wouldn't want to come back to his homeland? Where, 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 is, that, where is that? It's a little closer to Houston. Okay, so you, you're saying he's, the Astros are going to sign him? I did not say that. No. I did not say that. That'd be a weird decision since they're set at third. Where is Richmond specifically? I guess we should. That's in it. Virginia, I think. No, Richmond, Texas. I have no idea. Oh, it's down there by Cummings, sir. And Great Sugarland. Yeah, Sugarland. Oh, yeah, that's oh, Houston area. Of Houston. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get that Willow Ridge going. Um, okay, so uh, World I, Series, man. Two O Nats. But you would rather have Cole than Rendon, wouldn't you? I don't really care. <laughs> what? That's what one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's a fair way to look at it. I really think that, I mean, look, maybe I'm being overly bullish on these guys, and we'll talk about it later when we get into five Burning Ranger questions. I think that, like, uh, don't you want Young to work out in the next couple of years here? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I just don't. I, I think Elvis might be my third baseman of the future. Yeah, well, I don't know. If I mean, we're, when are we, we going to talk about that? Uh, I think we're in more desperate need of a shortstop than we are a third baseman. Well, that's interesting. And that's not shots fired at Elvis. It's just. I thought we were in more desperate need of a third baseman. And that we would move Elvis like, over just so we could have a guy that could make the throw from short. Like immediately now, we need a third baseman, right? Uh, we'll get into this coming up at 1220. Coming up next, though, uh, there's several great sports items of intrigue that we got to get into, and including this guy dropped half a hundred and then missed maybe the greatest miss I've ever seen. We'll talk about that next on the Ben and Skin Show. Live from Pluckers in Allen. Uh, that's coming up next on The Fan. Ah, there's my guys, Allison Chains. Ben and Skin Show, 105.3, The Fan, Pluckers, and Allen. We're going to open the doors here in 17 minutes, and then you're going to run in and fill your belly with wings. Woo. Hey, uh, got an update uh, on Gator coming out and jumping on the air with us. My mom, she came out last time. Mm-hmm. My mom party for Pitbull. Uh, yeah, thanks, Dirk. She came out last time, and then we threw her on for the mix with the G-Bag Nation. I asked her if she wanted to come on the air with us, and then she responded with I and then an emoji that was upside down. The upside-down smiley face? Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what that means. I think but that's a yes. I take that as a yes. Yep. So come on out, Gator. I'll, uh, I'll buy your lunch because your son loves you. All right, David Hellman talking Dallas Cowboys with us at the top of the hour. College football preview right after that. Um, but let's get into real quick some of the goings-ons in the NBA last night, including KT. What happened? And I mean, we saw it in the Maverick game. 
I know I was talking with my buddy Steven out here in promotions about this. I bet they called five, six travels in the first half. I mean, this is this is totally they're, like they're overdoing it. They're overdoing it. And and I'm sitting here and I'm watching this. And, you know, we, they, we do this in every sport. Uh, you see it in football, right? It's like, hey, there's going to be emphasis on uh, chip blocks or whatever. So there's clearly an emphasis on traveling. So much so that we're showing the replay, and I'm like, I mean, that's not a travel. The His pivot foot is right there, and he's flooring the ball while his pivot foot is still touching the ground. They are so worried about the fact that they let Jane, uh, they, they let Harden pick the ball up, put it under his arm, and run to the other side of the floor and shoot a three, that they have yanked the wheel in the other direction. And we're one game into this thing. No team has played two games yet. At least I don't think any team has played two games yet. Don't believe yet. so. And these guys don't – dude, part of modern basketball is based on the idea that they're going to try to run you off the three-point line. And so if you're going to shot fake and just – the, the rest of their mind are going, oh, he shot fake. That's going to be a travel. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. They yeah. need to pull this back. And I can't wait to watch James Harden play under these rules. Tonight, right? James Harden and the Rockets tonight. Um, First time. Yep. I talked to our buddy uh, Tim McMahon last night because uh, he was down there covering the game. And he's very embedded with Houston. And there is going to be – that's a really interesting team to follow. So you mean to tell me that Russ is going to play off the ball? I mean, and it's kind of a little bit similar to when they brought in Chris Paul the first time. No, because Chris Paul can shoot. Yeah. And Chris Paul was also at a point in his career where he really wanted to win. And maybe Russ does too. I mean, I just don't know how Russ makes this transition. And, I, and I, I've said this before. I was obviously wrong on that first year of Chris Paul and James Harden. They should have won the NBA Finals. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, I think they beat Golden State. And I think they win. But it uh, didn't work out, and then those guys immediately started hating one another, and then the whole thing was a dumpster fire. That's probably how this will work too, right? So not only did they go into this year with D'Antoni like on a, on a screwed-up contract, and he's bitter, then the whole Daryl Morey China thing happened, and now they're trying to merge Russ and Harden. This is going to be the biggest S show in the NBA. Their games are not being aired in China, right? No. Jeez. Um, and, you know, that was far and away the most popular team in China because, because of, Yao. of Yao Ming, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, Man. I still think they're going to win a bunch of games. Someone texted this in, and I'm just going to read it because I don't want to do the research. There was nine travels in the first quarter alone. Now, I don't think that's accurate, but I think there was maybe five. Felt like it. Felt like it. Uh, but they need to get that under control. You can't yank it back the other direction to where – Man, I've watched a lot of basketball, and I'm watching these going, those aren't travels. Yeah. They're not. You're you're watching a big player show a shot fake, and you're assuming he's going to travel, and you're blowing the whistle. Well, you're guessing. You're guessing, and that's our, the biggest thing that drives us crazy in the NFL is guessing. We would rather them just play. Just play. And it's so hard, and things have gotten so fast with the – with the sports, it's look, it's a tough job. Officiating is a tough, it's a tough, thankless job. crap job. It's a thankless job, and and I guess to count on them to be to get that stuff right by the naked eye, I mean, just think how insane it is. Like in traffic or whatever, you see a car. Think about how fast you're moving. It's just hard to see things. Yeah, these guys are supposed to be perfect. Well, I've mentioned, I've mentioned this. I've mentioned this before, uh, and Ben will tell you. In general, I was always a little more. 
relaxed on going crazy over officiating just because probably my dad was a coach and I was raised. Man, don't get into that officiating stuff. Just focus on the just damn play game. play the game, yeah, next play. Uh, probably, and I was probably too cavalier about it, right? Because officiating can definitely screw you. But um, as you uh, – I mean, I totally forgot where I was going with all that crap. Uh-oh. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Focusing. What, no, no, no. When, uh, when I started doing the broadcast and I was seeing yeah. plays from two different angles – that really changed my opinion on officiating because yeah. you'll see something and you'll go, how did he make that call? And then you'll see the camera angle that he's looking at going, oh, yeah, that looks like a foul. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your eyes are going, he's hacking. I can see it from right here. No, you can't. His back's in the way. But your eyes do that to you. It makes you think that that's what you're seeing. And then you see the reverse angle and go, oh, man, he didn't even touch him. Well, it's also in football and in basketball for some of these contact, you know, penalties that we're talking about. Yeah. Fouls, if you will. You know, that's just the nature of these sports. And just think about baseball. You have a clear defined, like, here's the strike zone. Here's with the plate. Or here's the first base. You're safe or you're out. Like these contact penalties, and we see in hockey as well. Like that's just those are all judgment calls, right? And it's how how well did you see contact up close at a high rate of speed? Yep. It's just tough, and I think the, <laughs> I understand why review is a, th- a thing, replay is a thing. I yep. totally understand it, but at some point it kind of you kind of get yourself into a problem of well now we're counting on review too much or we're not counting on review enough when all of it doesn't matter in terms of getting calls right. I know Getting you... the calls correct does not matter. No. It is the Yes, it business. does. What are you talking about? No, the business, the quality of the product oh, is what matters. you're right. Yes. That's... Getting the call right is not the end-all, be-all. And you're right. And to, to the, the initial jump off of this conversation, I can guarantee you NBA fans don't want to see that many travels in a game. Mm-hmm. Now, they want to see the thing where Harden picks up his dribble and takes two steps to his right and then takes a shot. That's a travel. Call that. But just an up fake? No, we're not, we don't need to call that a travel. Uh, but that you're so uh, my sense is that you have been more. You don't even want replay, right? No, not at all. No, I can't talk you into any replay. No, because I, if you can accept, like that's a, that's the whole thing. Like these conversations, you have to be very reasonable about this. Mm-hmm. If you can accept that you are going to get screwed, I think you're going to get screwed. It's going to happen. But so is the other team, and you just hope it works out. Then let's stop bogging games down. Dude, you can you realize you sound the opposite of every sports fan ever. I know. Sports fans can't do that. I they know. can't accept they can't accept anything. But you're gonna get screwed. Yeah. The Cowboys are gonna get screwed. The Cowboys are gonna get calls. So you think See, in the Cowboys got the uh, call that might have dictated that game against the Eagles. Not dictated the game, but really influenced that game. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Amari Cooper fumble in the Packers game. Well, what happens if they do call, they don't pick up the flag on the Cheeto pass interference? Right. Dude, Eagles are cooking with grease inside the Cowboys 30. Yeah. Driving down the field. Those are massive plays. Next play turned out to be a fumble. So I'm saying, like, you get calls, and I think when you get calls, you don't think about them near as much, with near as much intensity as you do when you miss calls. That was always my dad's logic was, man, if you took all the calls and put them down on paper, you'd see they're probably balanced. Pretty close most but of you the get, time. you get very worked up on the ones that impact you. The things that, the things that impact you or are hurtful to you jump out. I, I, I think the same way, and this is kind of a broader thing here, I think the same way about people saying that Dak was inaccurate. I think, no, I think Dak had bad misses in his first couple years. And, and you're all, seeing these bad yes, misses. Yes. And that's skewing the actual nature of how he's playing. And while you're watching that, you're going, man, Aaron Rodgers has never thrown a bad pass. 
Yeah. You pay Aaron Rodgers, not him. He threw three bad passes. But, hey, uh, Dak hitting a guy, throwing a guy on target, makes a catch, you know? That doesn't stand out as when he overthrows Gallup by six yards. Right. You know? Especially, it costs you points. Like, especially you know? when you're mired in a quarterback controversy to sure. begin with. So it's the whole point is like the uh, – if we'll see if this is a problem. I think I think the NBA will get their hands around it pretty God, quickly. I hope so. I mean, it's night one and two. But right? yeah, it's night one and two. But I, I saw – did you uh, – the first game, I think it was the first game in the preseason, Seth Curry checked in. He had like three travels and seven possessions. I mean, it was really obnoxious. They don't need to. The, the, the best thing that the NBA can have is flow, game flow. Absolutely. Okay, games get, get stopped down all the time. It's it's, it's a bad product. Did, did you happen to read the uh, Brad Townsend article on Sunday about flow offense, the Mavericks flow offense? I did not. So they had abandoned it, a lot of it, because they just didn't have the guys to do it. Sure. And now they have the guys to do it. And the idea of flow offense is that it's randomized and guys are making basketball actions based off yeah. reads. It's like I would just compare it to a bunch of badass guys that have been playing. If you've been playing pickup ball with your friends from high school for 20 years, you guys know exactly what everybody wants to do. Well, last night I was watching, and I think Justin Jacks was on the floor with Jalen, and Jalen is pushing the ball, and he's making eye contact with Justin and nodding his head to come back and set a screen for him in yeah. transition. I'm like, this is what you need to be doing. I, I like, you can't scout that. I know we'll go back and talk uh, about last night's Mavs games at, at noon. Uh, but I was very pleased by the Jalen Brunson, uh, Justin Jackson portion of the game. Yeah, I believe that was the early second quarter. It was, and that was just huge. I mean, that's that's, that's where honestly they won the, that's, that's where they, they won. The that's game. where they won the game. You're dead right. And Jalen makes so many just smart basketball plays, and you're going to see that. But you know, Justin Jackson, I didn't even think about it. Now you had mentioned it, and then Cuban said it yesterday when he joined us on the show. Todd Cuban was great yesterday. He was really good. And he talked about, you know, he put on 15 pounds of muscle. You saw it, didn't you? And you you can totally see it on Justin Jackson's body. He doesn't look like a tree limb out there anymore. Right. Uh, We'll get into the Mavs, and I want to quickly hit this. If if you could go to my uh, Twitter account, I tweeted it this morning, at Skin Wade. So last night, Kyrie Irving dropped 50, and he missed the game winner, but it's maybe the greatest miss I've ever seen. It's iso ball. And he's trying to cross up at the elbow, and he loses his dribble and falls down. And as he falls down, he gets back up, recrosses, frees himself up, and rises for a jumper that rimmed out. I mean, it was an extraordinary basketball play. KT, you're watching it right now. I'm watching it right now. I need to mute it. There we go. So he was trying to sp- – God, dude. He's, so he plants, he spins, loses the ball, crosses over while he's on his knee and rises and shoots a jumper. That would have been so huge if that went in. I mean, it is. It, that would have capped. That would have been fifty-two points. And we need the T Wolves to lose, right? Sure. They're in the West. Sure, man. I think the Nets, by the way, are going to suck. Yeah. Because Kyrie is going to ruin all of their youthful exuberance. Yeah. They they totally had everybody pulling together. No one counted on us. They pulled together. It's just a bunch of young guys getting it done. And then they let D'Angelo Russell go, and they brought in noted uh, youth vibe killer Kyrie Irving. But if he's available to you, don't you have oh to do God, it? Let's do it all day, every day. Yeah, all right, so ben, sign him. ben and Skin Show, 105.3. The fan is out today. He'll be out tomorrow as well. Me and KT holding it down at the Pluckers and Allen. The doors are open. Some Tolos are here. I can tell. They're nodding their heads. They're ready to get their grub on. Get on out here and join us. And if you do that in person, you can hear the magic voice of David Hellman next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.